Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Reverend Valerie Faust. And Valerie has thrown her hat in to run for mayor in the city of Albany. So, Valerie, what made you decide to do that? Well, I think my first reason was things hadn't changed uh, since I ran uh, the first time in in 2009. Um, Mm -hmm. The very reasons I ran then are the same reasons I'm running now. Things haven't changed much, and in some cases, change, things have gotten worse. So I felt that because I've been around in the community a long time, that I might be able to, uh, in my heart, I believe that I can be a bridge builder because there's so much separation in the city and we need someone in that office that can bring people together, really bring people together. Um, so one of my reasons is to be a bridge builder, to uh, build a bridge between the the people and the police, a bridge between the people and City Hall, a bridge between uh, uh, unemployed people and uh, employees and jobs. Uh, so there's a big chasm that separates the city, and we just keep going around in the same a circle, um, and so I want to be that person to bring the city together. And so, uh, as of, so that as of my reasons, as of right now, you you see that that bridge, it's not closing at all, is it? No, no. There's there are different forms and different shapes of of uh, things going on to give you the illusion that things are changing, but when you get right into the trenches, right into the community, and you really listen to the people from different sides. Uh, you know, I live in the 15th ward, and um, I have family in the lower wards. I have family around the city and uh, friends, and they tell me uh, uh, it, everyone's complaining. Everyone is complaining, white, black, young, old about one thing or another that they're not happy about in this city. And I think um, a leader should be able to garner or pull all of that together and really talk to the people and come up with some real solutions. Um, One of the problems I think, Cynthia, is that we go through this process of uh, political correctness. We'll let you come to the Common Council and speak your mind. We'll let you come to this a committee meeting and speak your mind about housing or transportation or whatever, and we'll let you come over here and speak. But most of the time, the people who are sitting in the seat who are listening to us have already made up their minds what they're going mm-hmm. to do. So they're just being nice to us, you know, and and it's like, okay, we let them say what they had to say, good night, and 
they go on with business as usual, and the people are none the better uh, or very little uh, improved. And so that needs to change in this town. That needs to change. And I think it takes a mayor who understands that and will work to make it better. So over the years, um, have you seen Albany get progressively worse? Has it stayed the same? What's your feeling about um, how Albany is faring in 2021? I think it changed very little. I think it changed very little. I think um, because I'm hearing the same complaints. You know, this is a sad statement I'm about to make. But in 2009, 2013, my stump speech can be the same speech today that it was over 10 years ago because Mm -hmm. nothing much has changed. It's still a housing problem. There's still uh, racial issues going on that I think – uh, can be fixed. I mean, if you are hurt by the city you live in, if you are not treated fairly, if you think that your voice doesn't count, you can't be happy and you can't really work together. And so that is still going on today. Um, there is very little that change. And if you if you put your ear to the ground, you hear people saying it gotten it has gotten worse. It has gotten worse, and and people are more unhappy than ever before about what's going on in this city. And so we need a change. You, we need a change at the head. And so I'm in this race to give people that opportunity. Um, I've heard people say, well. Well, who is she? Where, where, uh, where does she come from? Um, you know, I've been around for a long time. I've worked on many committees. I have uh, worked with uh, DA Soares. I've worked with uh, various judges and the courts as a mediator. I've worked with the capital area of churches, labor, re- labor and religion. I've been out there holding signs. I've been to Washington and speaking to senators on behalf of our city. I have, I've been around, you know, and I uh, have been among the people. I'm not, I'm not on a, on a, sitting in an ivory towel, tower on a hill. I'm among the people. And I think that's what we need in the office. Someone who's tangible, someone who understands, someone who's compassionate, but yet strong, firm, uh, a leader uh, that can make things happen and, to be able to bring the people together. I think that's a possibility, uh, um, Cynthia. You know, you can't make everyone happy, but if you can get a great amount of the people seeing that the city is working for them, no matter what their race, no matter what their neighborhood, no matter what school their children go to, no matter what their issue is, that they know someone is in City Hall who will listen to them, who is not afraid of them, who is not lying to them, who is transparent, who is fair. And I think I'm that person. I really do think that um, it's time to try something different, someone different, uh, uh, new ideologies, 
uh, to work with uh, the common council, to work with the uh, employees who work for the city to, you know, it's a big <laughs> job, but I think I'm up to it. I, you know, I've run my own business. I've, uh, I'm the founder and uh, senior pastor of Living Word Tabernacle. So I know people to an extent and I want to work with them to make this city better. We can make this city better. And I think this is a good time to do it, especially in light of COVID. A uh, lot of separation, a lot of sadness, a lot of death, a lot of grief. We need to bring uh, everyone together and bring hope back to the table. Now, Valerie, uh, we're in the midst of a pandemic. We're in the midst yes. of COVID. That changes the whole paradigm as far as um, the political race is concerned. You can't walk door to door. You can't meet people the way it's been done before. Uh, the petition process, I don't know how that's going to shape up. How do you plan to run the city office when the opportunity to meet people face-to-face is not possible right now? Well, there's a lot of uh, technology, thank God, that uh, connects people together. Um, Zoom is excellent. I use Zoom uh, to do my services. I use Zoom for the various committees and meetings I have um, to attend. Zoom is an excellent uh, outlet for us to use. Um, then you know there there's uh, conference calls. There there are spaces that are big enough where you can have a meeting in person, but uh, follow all the guidelines of COVID. Take people temperatures. Ask the basic questions. Have you been out of town? Have you uh, been around anyone with COVID? Have you been sick lately? I mean, and, and the room can be big enough where people can be seated at, say, uh, the six feet apart rule. And you still can, you, you, you can work around it because COVID is one of those situations that life throws at us. And although it is a tough situation and it has hurt many people, Life goes on, and you still have to function in the midst of limitations and be creative. So I think that um, we are all going to have to do the same thing. Every politician, everyone that's running will have to do the same thing, be creative about how they're going to get to their constituents. You know, there is um, the Internet where you can send uh, letters, uh, constant contact. Uh, That's an outlet that that um, I've used in the past. So there, there are many ways that we get around it. You know, um, the petition process is going to start soon. And yes, I don't know if the threshold is going to be lowered this year. How do you plan on getting signatures? You're going to be required to get a certain amount of signatures. How are you going to go about that? Well, they did say they're going to lower them. Uh, we haven't, as far as I know, I uh, I haven't heard the count. Someone said 600. Someone said to 300. I have no idea what the final analysis will be or the final, final count will be. But I'm sure uh, 
what will come with that are suggestions about how we can go about it because safety is is number one. Your safety, my safety, the safety of uh, the uh, petitioners, uh, yes. So safety is number one. So I'm waiting pretty much to hear uh, what stipulations they're going to have because I'm sure they're going to have some so that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, out there doing foolish things to harm other people or to get infected ourselves. So whatever they come up with, uh, we're going to work it out. Maybe they will do something where they will come up with a whole new idea about uh, getting signatures. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listening. I'm I'm waiting to hear what they're going to say. The uh, the board of elections the, is going to uh, say about the, the mayor Kathy Sheehan has a big war chest. And it's pretty difficult for somebody who wants to run for mayor who can outrage what she's able to do. How are you going to handle fundraising in your campaign? Well, that uh, fundraising is always the number the number one. After getting your message out, that fundraising is is uh, not paramount. It, it is the number one thing. What I plan to do is, again, through social media, uh, contacting my uh, friends and family and uh, voters, uh, asking them, uh, you have to do the ask. You have to do the ask, you know, uh, for their assistance in any way that they can give it, you know, whether it's through uh, volunteering to make calls, to stuff envelopes, if that is necessary, um, to give money as well. So I think that a combination of your message, getting people to believe in you, uh, your money may be short, but you could use money wisely because, I mean, we're running for mayor. We're running for different uh, positions in the city. There's a budget you have to use to run the city. There is a budget you have to set out to take care of this city. And so my little money that I have and the money that I intend to, to uh, raise will be done by uh, letters out to people. My, uh, what is it called? My uh, cash app, the different places that they can send money, PayPal. uh, Mm -hmm. And then of course, when you, running against someone with a lot of money, they have to use their money as wisely as well. So I'll take my money, use it wisely, um, sit down and prioritize things. And I have learned, Cynthia, that it's not always the larger number that wins. It's not always the biggest group that wins. So I'm coming in with a positive attitude um, I have some money to use. People are uh, are going to donate, and I'm going to use it wisely and and get my message across from my heart to the hearts of the people. And I believe that that will help me to uh, succeed. So money, so, I'm not going to. I just want to add this. When I ran, when I ran uh, in 2009, I didn't have a lot of money, but we got our message out there. We 
we got our message out. We had our uh, our handouts. We had we sent our letters. We we did uh, everything that others were doing, but on a smaller scale, and it was effective. You ran in 2009 when Jerry Jennings was mayor, and you ran in 2015 when Kathy Sheehan won her first term. Yes. Has the issues issues changed a lot? What what focus are you going to place on issues? What are important that you believe the people in the city of Albany want to hear? I know housing um, is one, but my biggest one is public safety, the crime that has gone up in the, in the city, um, uh, especially gun violence. We have seen an increase in that. It's, it's, it's disheartening how uh, young people are killing each other, or maiming each other, um, even if there are no one, no one is hit by the bullet, there are gunfire firing around the city, um, guns just going off. Um, I hear, and this is why I think, I, uh, you know, I, I'll be good as a mayor because um, I have roots in the community and I have people who come to me and tell me things about what's going on in the city and in uh, these various situations. And they ask me, how can I help? And the sad part is when you don't have any power and when you don't have any type of influence to affect change, then you're wasting your time talking to people about, oh, you need to put your gun down, you need to do this. They know all of that. These are kids that are, have dreams, and as one person said, they're living a nightmare. And so you have to do something with the root of the problem if you want to see a change at the top. And so I think uh, so crime and um, public safety is one of my issues. And I think a lot because gun violence is really at the top now in our city, I would like to tackle that uh, right away and uh, meet with these various gangs because a lot of them are gangs, a lot of uh, little factions, um, uptown, downtown, against each other. Troy, Schenectady, I mean, Troy, Albany against each other, um, little groups that have come up. They just came together because then they can't be a part of the Crips or a part of the the uh, other gang, so they make their own little gang. And these are, these are people's children. These are cousins and sons and daughters. And so you have to get to the family and not just the same old talking, Cynthia. You have to really offer these kids something, you have to uh, be able to back up what you offer them. And I think as mayor, um, to be able to get with these people, uh, these parents and uh, these gang leaders and the uh, people that protect them, I think, you know, I think they will, they're looking for that. They're looking for someone to say, hey, we really care about you, that we really want your life to change. We really want you to put the guns down. We really want you to have a better life, and this is what we are going to do if you uh, uh, come to the table and work with us, you know, and be believable. So that's one thing. You have your own church. Um, Yes. Is is gun violence among your congregation 
Yes, very much so, because um, there is not, there is very few, I'll put it this way, just about everyone who has been affected by gun violence, I know someone who knows them. I know someone who knows the inside story. I know someone who says, A, shouldn't have done this because that caused B to do what they did. So I I have like an inside scoop because I deal with people, because I have family out there, because my church uh, uh, members, many of them know these people. Every time someone gets shot, I ask, who knew them? Oh, that was my cousin's best. That was my uh, um, my friend's, uh, you know, a brother, cousin, whatever. So you have to be able to get in there, and they trust you. They trust you that you're going to deal with the issues, but you're not going to be uh, disclosing their business. You're not going to be turning anyone out or or uh, accusing or whatever. But that you come. In peace, we want peace. We want the killing to stop. So yes, we do discuss it, and and it's it's just so sad that it's almost uh, like catching a common cold with some people. It's like oh oh someone else got shot today. Oh someone else got shot down there. You know, two people got shot over there. One died. One lived. Oh somebody got shot. It's like. It's it's something has to be done, and I want to really be in a position to gather people together to help to change that that cycle, that mentality, that uh, root. Because, uh, like I said, um, if you don't get it at the root, you don't change the fruit. You can't change the the uh, consequences or the outcome if you don't get it at the root. And so that's what I really want to go after. But being in a position of influence and and power or, or ability to make things happen, to come up with something, then put it in a budget or, you know, and get people to work, you know, work in that area. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a city job, not just a mayor's job. It's, it's a city mm-hmm. job. It's a, every ward leader getting together and really – uh, putting putting their shoulder to the wheel and and working together to get this to stop. There's a phrase you can't beat city hall, and Kathy Sheehan being the incumbent, she's got the edge because she's got the party backing. So. If she wins the Democratic primary for mayor, what will you do then? I will still stay in the race. You know, if if you know about running, you know I don't give up. You know, I just go, go, and go because I believe in um, in, in what I'm doing. I'm not just in it to for show or because I want power or because I just want to be uh, wasting money. To, to try to get a position I can't get. I, I'm running on principle. I'm running on a heart's desire to see this city change, to, to get someone in that seat, if not me, someone 
who feels the heartbeat of this city and really want to help, really will gather people together with like minds and fix the city as much as we possibly can. Nothing happens overnight, but step by mm-hmm. step, idea by idea, uh, solution by solution, uh, putting money where we need to put it to make things happen, um, it, 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 will, it will come together. So I'm in it to really make a change. So if she wins the primary, I would still like to be on another line and still run. Because there's mm-hmm. still time between and the election in November to change people's minds, to get them to be educated, to make an educated assessment at the polls, that they would not just um, do what they always do, um, that they would not just be stuck in, uh, oh, I always just vote the whole Democratic line, or I just do this, or I just do that, because someone tells them to, to, but that they will be able to think at, um, freely and and make the right decision for change. And so I still would stay in the race uh, and uh, reach out to people, do my speeches, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and hopefully, prayerfully, people will see that there's a change needed and they have to make the change at the polls. This is going to be a pretty interesting year because you threw your hat in the ring. And if somebody else was is going to throw their hat in the ring this week, and Lukey Forbes has also announced, and of course we've got the mayor, so it's going to be it's going to be an an, an interesting uh, year with. Uh, local elections here here in Albany. Um hopefully yes. it'll be I hopefully it will be enlightening. Hopefully we, people will consider what's said and, and vote according to what they hear and what's um what's important to them. So in the last yes. couple of minutes we've got Valerie, please give your contact information how people can get in touch with you, uh, uh, sending you a contribution or volunteering on your campaign, how can they reach out to you? Okay, they can reach me at um, my number now, uh, 518. I I have a a campaign number, but I don't have it in front of me. But you can reach me at 518-478-5956. Um, and if you're interested in, in joining the newness, the new beginning, uh, we would appreciate it. And if you want to send a donation, you could send it at one uh, dollar sign, one, the number one, faith, F-A-I-T-H-E. That's dollar sign, one, the number one, and faith, F. A-I-T-H-E. And you can contact me. Please contact me and let me know that you are in the fight for a new beginning, for a change, for an opportunity to see Albany take a turn for the best. And I need your help asking for it. And so let's do this. Let's do this. Now, I look forward 
I look forward to many conversations with you as the election season evolves. You have been listening to Reverend Valerie Faust. This is Cynthia Pooler, Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Valerie will talk again. Thank you, and have a great day. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.